What's up, everybody? It is yet another episode of my favorite podcast. I might be biased. It is Rick for Dirt, <laughs> the podcast that the brings the adventure. Podcast, the only podcast I listen to? To you. And uh, actually, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. I mean, there might be like Jocko's podcast that, that I'll you occasionally to. dabble into. Occasionally, like, you know, Mike Lover's, you know, Fieldcraft Survival podcast here and there. Yeah. I'm the Frank, part, by the way. This is my own. Oh, yeah. What's up, Frank? I'm Ali. I'm here with my partner in crime. Yep, we're doing our thing, um, and we're in a really unique location with a very unique person. I'm, I'm finding on a out. boat, bitch. That's right. Uh, all boat, no ho. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. We are actually in the middle of we're Lake Arrowhead. Actually, in the middle of Lake Arrowhead with uh, with Luke. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Luke, and I am on my boat in Lake Arrowhead, California. Yeah. And, Thanks for the invite, buddy. And, uh, I pray to God he catches a fish. It would be so great if we get it on the podcast. This is birthday eve, by the way, for my oldest, my nine-year-old Jackson. Who is right now casting Tomorrow is his 10th birthday, and I couldn't not bring him on this. No, you have to. It just sounded special. Yeah. Yep. It's the first time we're on a boat doing a podcast. First time we're on a boat doing a podcast. We're over here bobbing like a cork, getting it, getting down. So this is awesome. Yeah, we are in, uh, this area is called North Bay, and we're just anchored up and uh, looking at all the you know all the rich people right, all the luxury estates out here dude these houses are insane i don't know if you guys have ever come down to arrowhead and kind of been able to be on the lake or seen the perimeter of this lake but okay now i'm gonna show my age ridiculous. But, but you know the movie what's, what's the name of that movie with sarah michelle geller and uh ryan Felipe. they were the rich kids and they were just absolutely evil yes and oh cruel is, intentions yes cruel this is like this is like being in that crowd like oh, being no. in that like world of it's these, absolutely that crowd right yeah. <laughs> these are it's those homes like, and i'm looking at the at the at these teenagers or 20 somethings that are walking on the docks and i'm like they have no yep. clue yeah yep. and i mean just to set the stage for you guys they would murder their friend if they thought brand it would help. new 2000 <laughs> we're in a brand new 2019 mastercraft xt21 ski boat it's a bitching boat it's an awesome it's a very boat. nice boat and like when i drive this boat here the kids look at me they're like yeah you're okay yeah you're yeah. i mean we have four of it's these cool. yeah. throughout the country <laughs> but like you can but you can ranks ha- top five you can hang you're not Good. on the water but like you're in the club <laughs> yeah, you're so you're club. allowed to be here yeah and you have a membership <laughs> like like I'll, I'll literally say to guys like yeah my dock's right over there okay you're allowed to fish off our dock i'm like thank you sir i'm like i'm 40 what the crap <laughs> what are we talking to a child about this part but uh there there definitely is an ego out here but to be honest with you i absolutely love this community every dude it's beautiful. i can't think of anybody here i've met that Stunning. i didn't like yeah and the people are really nice. And we bought this in the middle. We bought our house here in the middle of this, like right at the beginning of this coronavirus. Oh, no kidding. So you're, and I, I didn't realize you were that new possible to yeah, this. We, we, we came up here last summer a lot with my cousins whose house we're parked in front of right now. Um, and uh, we were up here so much. And I kind of have this problem where I'm into all these hobbies that are really dangerous. We'll get to those. I discovered yeah. that and very yeah. quickly. You know, <laughs> my, wife, right here. my wife is a, a six-foot Italian woman from New York. And she's a lawyer. She She's all about, like, like I'm trying to get her to come camping with me. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. She's like, is there a hotel close by? I can meet you guys later. <laughs> like, she's not about it at all. But... I'll when camp we, with you when we the came day. out to the lake, we have our newborn, you know, it was like, it was something the whole family could do together. Right. Yeah. She's so all about it, huh? I discovered a new hobby last year, which was wakeboarding. That's, that's good times. We bought this boat and I started wakeboard. I like, I went to Atlanta to see a buddy of mine who I spearfished with and he taught me how to wakeboard, taught me how to jump the wake and do 180s and 360s. Wow. And 
I was like, cool, I can wakeboard now. Now I'm going to, uh, and then we just started looking and actually it was, it was kind of that coronavirus thing that made it possible for us to get this house. It was kind of a yeah. right time, right place sort of thing. And yeah. my wife's been up here. My family's been up here ever since the beginning because out here in California, things got crazy. Real quick. And Arrowhead, they didn't run out of toilet paper. You know what I mean? Right. Like the people are just sort of like, nah, we still got toilet paper and meat and eggs. And there aren't that yeah. many people. I mean, like they kind of have their own like their own supplies and their own i mean they're already kind of they're not off the grid but they're definitely remote and they're kind of used to just being self-sufficient yeah yeah, yeah and right. they're already used to kind of storing up here and there exactly and, yeah, yeah and, exactly. and just all our neighbors are cool like um you know neighbors with i told you guys the owner of redlands motorsports he's just the nicest guy and he's yeah. let me in a little more on like the off-road community up here Jeeps. yeah which is insane yeah. like it, it's so like everybody up here is so into jeeping and you just see Jeeps everywhere. You can't go to the store and not see 10, 15 right. Jeeps. Well, no, no. You got trails right up here that actually we were just on. Yeah, like, that... that uh, what was that, two weeks ago? Yeah, what's a, what is it over there? A dike or a dam? Uh, yeah, and the dam like, over there, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's the dam that we crossed when we were coming oh, off. Oh, we came back down. Yeah, when we came back down, we came out of the trail. It's right there at the, at the like, I'm guessing, the west, east Willow, end. Willow Creek and... Yep. Yep. Yeah, deep, my, we were coming out of Deep Creek. Deep I Creek, guess yeah. From yeah. my Road. house, my neighbor has a uh, side-by-side, and he'll just hop in it, and I guess just around the corner from my house where we had come down yeah there's a trailhead there that you can that's get probably to the pretty one that much we, that's yeah. probably the one that we side took. by side yeah yeah and he was like i can have friends over here or whatever yeah. and he'll hop in the side by side and just go haul butt out there meet up with them come back you know night and he's always got during the weekends he's always got a bunch of jeeps parked in front of his thing and i'm like <laughs> where are you going can i go <laughs> like uh, my kid can loves off shotgun can i come i want to go but uh, it's he's like yeah your rig won't really quite go or where we're going. Ours are gonna go and like every jeep's on like like you're not even partying unless you have like 38s yeah so right. just like, yeah oh, okay that's the cost of admission is my, 38s. Uh, my uh my my dodge isn't gonna isn't gonna make it probably but it's okay so, my jeep only half makes it so i don't want to like jump the gun here but mm -hmm. i really want to get into it because i feel like you have a lot of story and i feel like this is going to be that podcast where we're just going to scratch the surface and Pretty much, yeah. and i also feel like we're going to want to go down so many rabbit holes on some some of the stuff that you say. Well, so, it's like he said. Okay. I, he goes he goes spear fishing. Well, if you if you know Luke and you've even like followed him or seen anything that he's done, he's talking about like hundreds of pounds of tuna. Yeah, like, like massive beasts like of massive the sea. beast like cows in the ocean that he's spear fishing. Not not like little like uh, perch. Yeah, no. In Catalina. No. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so you got to you got to put it in context with Luke. Everything's a little bigger. <laughs> yeah. So I have this knack for. I, it's just something since I was young. I've had a knack for kind of weeding out and finding good intelligence, I think is a good way to put it. Like if I get into a project, I will find the right authority to listen to. Well, for example, the shooting sports, okay? Right. I didn't learn how to shoot from some tactical trainer or some guy who used to be somebody 10 years ago who kind of knows how to use a firearm. Like the first guy I met that taught me how to shoot, his name is Mike Voigt. And if you don't know Mike Voigt, Google him. He's you know, a once in a generational shooter. The guy next to him was Taron Butler. Again, a yeah, once in a yeah. generation shooter. Next to him was Jojo Vadonis, multiple time world champion. I didn't know who they were at the time, but I just recognized like, these guys know what they're doing. They might not look cool. <laughs> like they're all nerds. I love them. Yeah. Like they're some of my closest friends, Mike, rest his, God rest his soul. But you know, I knew that they knew what they were doing. 
and they knew what they were talking about. And another thing I've noticed is usually when people know what they're talking about, they don't have to talk about themselves. Right. They right. don't have to sell themselves. They're they just are. They, they, they just, just are. Walk. They just walk. The they walk. just can't. Like you already know about yeah. them. Actually. Do yeah. You're walking into them. And like, like when I got into off roading, you know, like I I laugh I laugh just, about I mean, it all the you time. You're the wrong but, person, but uh, but when I got into off roading, it was like, well, I told you instantly. I, I was like, hey, you know who's legit? Is this this trail recon guy, this Brad dude. Like, there's a hundred other channels out there. You watch his videos almost religiously. Like any, I'm I watch YouTube. I feel almost like religiously. you're a, you're like a student's student. Yes. Like you're just like the epitome of a good student. Like <laughs> if I get into something, or I a lifelong usually, student. Yeah, I'm usually able to, through the connections I have in the different sports I'm in, I'm either able to reach out to somebody and be like, hey, who's legit? You know, like our mutual friend, Tom, I, I was like, I want to learn this year. I was like, I want to learn to shoot a bow and I want to go harvest my own food because the spearfishing right now is not so much on my agenda. Right. So I had a shark attack a couple Dude, years ago. Anyway. Yeah. The Mako, right? Yeah. The Mako shark yeah, attack. This is what I'm talking um, about, right? Like we're going to hear a little, you're, you're <laughs> going to hear a, glimpse a little nugget, but like in, I, in the sentence and you're going to be like, whoa, nope, nope. Go, go back, back, go back. Yeah, <laughs> I had a I had a Mako shark attack. Uh, if you want to hear about it, go to Cameron Kirk Connell's page. We did a whole podcast on it. Okay. Um, okay. And he shows the video. I've never released the video. I've never posted it. Honestly, it's not something I really love reliving. You don't actually like post a lot of, hey, look at me stuff. Yeah. I, I Well, due to the nature of what I do for a living, I can't really be a, hey, look at me guy, what number one. What is the one. nature of what you do for a living? Um, I, well, right now, it's actually much, much simpler since I met my wife um but uh, i basically protect people at a very high level so if you're legitimately in danger you'll most likely be calling a group like the guys that i work with and some of the guys you've met you know um you see the type of individuals they are like they don't have social media we don't talk about what we do you won't see it's the people i work anyways, with right? well it's it, it, i don't need to be a look at me guy because my job doesn't ask for me to be a look at me guy does that make sense yeah, right. and you know, other than maybe just trying to get free stuff, um, I I just don't really care, and I make enough money to buy stuff that I want to uh, that I want to use. Yeah. So, or I have friends like, you know, how we met through Five Eleven, mm -hmm. and it was like that was just a random. Just I think we were yeah we were there for a photo shoot. Yeah, I met the CEO in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and he walked up to Tom. me. He was this like little redhead dude, and we just start chatting. And he's like, oh, cool dog. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, he's like, is she a military dog? I said, yes, actually, she is. You know, and he was like, oh, talk to me about that. And he asked me a bunch of questions. We became friends. And the next thing I know, I'm at his birthday party. <laughs> and I'm at his birthday party. And they announced, like, who he was and what he's done. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, wait, what? Like, who are you? Five hook me up with some pants dog you know like i'm like teasing him <laughs> and he's like come on down to the store so yeah he like brings me to the store and next thing i know the guy there's like hey so he has you in here as like a, a sponsored athlete for shooting and because i compete in shooting and uh i'm like I, I, and i told him i'm like hey bro i'm not cool like you're not going to make money off me sure. but you uh and he's just like it's not why i did it. i'm just trying to help you out man like you know, you do some good things and we like helping good people. That's and, Tom, yeah. And like Tom introduced me to, you know, like the bow hunting guru of gurus, you know, John Dudley. And I'm like, next thing I know, I'm on the phone with this Dudley guy. And he's like, yeah, you should just really look at my YouTube channel and my Instagram page. And I look it up. I'm like, 
Oh. You're like the Tom Brady of bow hunting. The like, what the crap? And I, I called him back. I'm like, I feel really stupid. I had no idea who you were. I'm like, and, but, you know, you just, good people meet good people. And we had some mutual friends. Like, I knew Jocko Willink growing up. Like, he was... Oh wow! We did jujitsu together in San Diego, and he was kind of like a big brother. He used to beat me and my buddy JJ. You might as well up. talk about that too. What are you in jujitsu? Uh, so I'm I'm a black belt under the Mendez brothers, uh, Autos Team Autos Mendez brothers. That's like uh, one of the probably most proud of accomplishments in my life because I started jujitsu when I was 13. Wow! So oh, wow. I did it for a long time. Oh, so it wasn't something you just got into. That's no, no. I I did it when I was really young, and then I stepped away from it due to work obligations and honestly, really bad life choices. Is another okay. you know good way to put it. But jujitsu, man, it it's it's changed my whole life. I stopped. I was big smoker, tobacco user. I quit smoking. Um, quit drinking. Quit everything helps, helps you with know jiu-jitsu right <laughs> yeah and i uh i just sort of like it it really it gave me something more to work for i became a purple belt when i was younger which back then there weren't a lot of u.s purple belts and then i stepped away and i came back with the mendez brothers and i think it was like six years i was one of their first black belts i think i was their I mean, you're fourth. Talking 27 years ago before ufc got all huge and yeah we knew hoist like when he was going in there and me and my buddy jj we used to actually buy the pay-per-views of the old uh japanese fights the, okay. the, oh wow and like was it called? we would like uh, root for ken shamrock because yeah. he used to wear like oh, remember, the old yeah. us ken usa shamrock, shorts dude. damn that's going back so it was like it was like that. when hoist fought ken we we're like oh <laughs> like because we knew hoist and we wanted him to win but it's like i had a ken shamrock figurine that's like so crazy like i like dude, totally ken looked shamrock, up to the guy yeah i hadn't heard that name in forever so it was uh yeah, so I always did jujitsu, um, and I kind of had older brothers, and I was sort of raised by those guys. And like, me and JJ got in a fight at school once, you know. And JJ is kind of one of those physical specimens, and I've just been trying to keep up with him my whole life. Mm -hmm. But he, uh, you know, Jocko like took us to the sides. Like, you think this power gives you the right to like abuse it? And mm -hmm. gave us this like talk that literally changed my life and what sucks now is he probably doesn't even remember me <laughs> and i have a couple of guys in my life that like totally affected me and then i've seen them later on in life like hey man do you remember me and they're like no <laughs> like, but i haven't seen jocko i don't know if he remembers me or not i don't know that guy with it, the uh, way he talks i'm sure he does remember you that guy's he's, got a pretty good people memory. are like what's he like i'm like he was exactly like that like 20 years ago yeah just he does more intense kind of be, because he was a seal yeah <laughs> you know and you know another guy named jeff higgs was in that academy that he was a he was a, a teams guy as well that just had a massive effect on me as a kid and then obviously our professor fabio santos um is one of the first you know non-gracie black belts and uh you know and his wife sherry like they kind of raised me and jj you know in a way you know my dad my parents are amazing don't get me wrong but my dad traveled a lot and he was always gone and that was you know those were the guys i looked up to that was what i thought was cool and everybody else just thought it was karate right you know and then the ufc came out and then it was like you know guys were like oh you do that jujitsu stuff i bet i can whoop your and it's like nah man you, <laughs> like, well, no. at that time i'm already a purple belt you know and people yeah. are just discovering it it's like oh this is a super bad idea but we were you know we were little a-holes and we got we got knocked down by the those older guys in our group and it it set me up for everything i did and i feel like people that have stories like that though that's kind of one of those life lessons that 
unfortunately a lot of people don't learn when they're when they're, they they spend their lives swimming in a small pond. Yeah. Right. And they kind of and they kind of learn their goal is to own that pond. Right. Or at least to some degree, whether it's high school, middle school, uh, you know, going on in different you know circles of friends. And the reality is it's like when it's 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 jumping out of that pond into bigger ponds and then having someone come up to you and set you straight or oh, show yeah. you that that you're not the you're not the top dog you thought you were. And there's no. still room to go. Right. And it kind of keeps you humble, but it also keeps you going. No, absolutely. And I've always been the guy that likes to I like to learn to, how to swim in each pond. Like, yeah, kind of a. I'm good at a lot of things, but a master of none. And, uh, you know, some people consider that a good thing. There's a few things I've dedicated myself to quite heavily, like the shooting sports and competing, you know, and, and, uh, USPSA pistol shooting and three gun, you know, so more, how are you, more recently. How are you ranked there? You do pretty good. Don't you? I do. I've won some things. Um, last year I had a, like one of my best years. I won the California, tactical rifle championships in open class and i took i think i was second overall in that um and then i won my division carry optics at the gunsta cup last year which is like one of our biggest matches in california uh, i won the international the i was it the international protectors pistol challenge something like that it's like where all these big kind of tactical guys come together and have a pistol competition and i i won that by by a lot wow. they just they just weren't competitors like well, it's just a different yeah it's a di there's levels and there's just a different level and there's guys that there's a there's a, a 19 year old girl that lives down here in norco that will smoke check me and she weighs 110 pounds yeah like Was she's the girl a, you were training when i saw you oh that's Addie, adelina may if you guys don't know adelina may she's look her up too right yeah, she's an 18-year-old savage. She beats yeah. all all the guys that you see me shoot with. Yeah, she beats all of them. Wow! <laughs> and she's been shooting for one year. That's crazy. But like, if you, she's dedicated herself yeah. to it. Like, so that's crazy. her passion, and she practices every night. I'm like, instead of practicing shooting for, a, you know, like the national championships, I decided to teach myself how to wakeboard right. or go like i just i find different or things so, that i get into and yeah like right now it's fishing but right? that's the thing though like that's I, I, the only reason why i bring up like so you know what's your ranking with shooting it's like you've always kind of gotten yourself it sounds like you know from all the all the time that we spent talking is you've gotten yourself to these like pretty high levels like whether it's jiu-jitsu shooting spearfishing freaking wild tuna well there's no tame tuna but you know yeah. tuna out in the open ocean right deep water tuna getting taken out by a mako almost um it's a mentality and a, it's a it's a really it's a mindset it's yeah. all it's like it's not that people couldn't go do what you do it's just that not everybody's gonna go do it and you've kind of managed to set yourself to these things and to excel at them and to involve yourself with people who are really already good. You're humble enough to just open yourself up and get that. Yeah. And, you know, I try to help people like like uh, John Dudley, for example. He wants to get into spearfishing. And I'm like, I got you, bro. Like, I know a guy. <laughs> like, bring it, you know. <laughs> yeah. like. And then it's funny. He's like, yeah, I was talking to this Mark Healy guy. I'm like, yeah, he's a little better than me at this. Like, you should go talk to him because he's like <laughs> one of the best you know, free divers in the world and an unbelievable spear fisherman all around waterman, obviously, you know, he's gnarly surfer and everything. But, um, I just, I, I don't, I, I'm kind of addicted to learning. I'm addicted to just learning new things. And when I get interested in it, I obsess about it. I'm also, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. Depends on the way you look at it, but I'm also very selfish with my time. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, my wife has learned and I got married way later in life. So it might be a little different for us than with other people. So I'm not saying my way is the best way, but my wife understands that she has a much happier husband when she lets me go on these crazy adventures. Like when I call her up, I'm like, honey, I'm going to Mexico spearfishing. Yeah. She knows when I get back, like, You'll be better. She's going to be much more well kept by a very happy, more agreeable, you know, right. husband who just like had this massive adrenaline dump over three days, and all he wants to do is like properly have some husband and wife time. Pull you know, right. like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and and that's better than the nine to five and come home. And and then my job has always afforded me that kind of time to be able to do stuff like that. You know, so it's um, you know, for some people they have the one thing and that's what they do and that's cool. You know, like I will probably never be able to build a vehicle like yours, like, you know, and yours, like I, I, but I have like massive respect for it. Like I see it, I know the work it takes because of just the little bit of work I've done to my pickup. Like that rack you saw, I, I taught myself how to weld on YouTube. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) I bought a welder. That's awesome. I taught myself how to weld aluminum on YouTube, made some big mistakes but I built a rack for my truck and I built that rack. It's a Dodge Ram, by the way. It's not a little pickup Toyota. No. Yeah. It's like, I've got a, it's a 2018 Dodge Rebel. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, dude, get it right. I've, uh, I've got a homemade (laughs) rack. It has the Ram boxes. That's why I needed to make a rack. It looks good, man. Because nobody made one for the Ram boxes. You just lined it yourself? Like you rhino lined it or whatever it was? Yeah. Yeah. I just did. That was, that's spray rhino lining. Yep. Dude, that's what my whole Jeep is. (laughs) Yeah. Tony from, uh, uh, Romer was like yeah man just go get the rattle can i was like but i got this guy he'll spray it he's like nah nah he's like you're gonna mess it up you're gonna want to grind it out you're gonna want to like redo it all yep. over again and he was right because now i'm yeah. like if i weld some bolts there i can i can permanently attach my rifle case you know i'm like right crazy things like that but i'll probably never put the time in to have a rig like that you know but I have a rig to do what I need to do, which is overnight trips with my newborn child right. and uh, the range. You which know, is, going by the, the way, your kid is cute as hell. Yeah. And yes, thank you're you. You're super blessed. Thank you. She's yeah. uh, And tons of personality from the, from, the, from the short time that we spent with her today. She's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hands already. yeah. There's a climbing wall over here, and it's like three-year-old and up, and my daughter's 18 months. Yeah. She climbs the wall. Does she? No fear. Yeah. yeah. She broke the record at our hospital for the... L- tallest female in record wow. in 18 Maybe? months delivered baby. oh really the tallest 18 month female she's in like the 100 percentile she is the new 100 percentile for that she place. is the marker yeah i'm just like we're just over here breaking records girl right. like, i was so stoked she's like daddy i'm like from yeah. day one. Oh man <laughs> well you and your wife are both big people i mean like, didn't she just didn't you weren't you yeah. just saying yeah. that she shattered a record just today even she was like she stripped down and used the potty. Yeah, she she used the toilet today on her own. On her own. Yeah, I was not like even a, like it's trained. like a thing. I was like, this is happening. Just like, walked over and used it. And then she stands up and claps. <laughs> like, so and gross. everybody's yay. And the girl's like, oh my gosh, there's pee in there. It's like, well, oh, she cool. might break another record eventually when she learns to talk. She might be our first guest. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. of her accomplishments before the age of four. <laughs> oh, I'm already like, what do I want to? So, how was the Dalai Lama? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> He's I saw, high. <laughs> you know, when I hit three, I really started to think I need to seek enlightenment. Yeah. And so yeah. I said, "Where was I going in life?" Right. Yeah. So I will start on. Um, let's let's real quick briefly talk about spearfishing because we've already okay. mentioned it a few times, and I'll just get going. Speaking on. of cruel so. intentions. Oh yeah. wow! There they are. There they are like in the in the flesh. Of them on the boat, yeah. giant daddy's boat right now, taking in, Instagram in the flesh. It's an Pretty Instagram. Sure it's a it's a a fluid 
Uh, She's TikToking. Oh yeah. That's definite. Yeah. That is a rolling Instagram session. Dude, that a is, floating Instagram that session. Is, that's like uh like three hundred, five hundred million dollars in trust funds right there. Uh, no uh, no yeah, joke. Easily. Like, there's like a dozen kids on this boat I'm and they're this just much every time somebody does something like that to me like yeah i just led to this like million dollar deal it's such such i'm always like cool man can i borrow 20 bucks <laughs> yeah and they like look at me like what i was like i mean i'm hungry and i figured you don't need it i'm pretty sure that girl's so, sunglasses are worth the same as my tires there you go probably <laughs> if not more this is uh this is a trip but yeah let's talk about spearfishing so spearfishing how did i i got into that from a guy I used to live with in laguna beach we used to have these little pole spears and go spearfishing yep so I'm in Vegas. I just flew back. I used to go to Vegas and, and see friends out there. And one of my friends picked me up from the airport and we go to this bookstore and I see this book and it says Blue Water Hunter. And if you guys don't know the book Blue Water Hunter, get it on Amazon. It's like basically the Bible of spearfishing. Okay. And on the cover is like a 300 pound bluefin tuna with this guy like underwater in a wetsuit holding it. I was going to say, at that point, you're pretty much hanging on for life because it owns you. Yeah. Like, well, it's 300 pounds in the water. It's actually not bad. Like, really? You know, I want to yeah. hear this because I like, saw I had you. A, I had a 120-pounder almost kill me. Yeah. But, like, then I've shot a, you know, 240-pounder. Well, I can't imagine 300 pounds in his element is going to be easy. It's just all technique developed by guys before me, like Terry Moss, the author of that book, like Cameron Kirk Connell, who, you know, again, became a really close good friend of mine and he's like that tom brady of spearfishing yeah but uh i'm looking at this book and this girl is like oh my ex-boyfriend does that stuff and i'm like oh okay so we call him in the car <laughs> that ex-boyfriend is cameron kirk connell and i'm like nice so i look this dude. guy up and i'm like oh you're like he's like the dude the dude he's like the tom brady of spearfishing <laughs> like he's got like 25 world records you know the guy's insane so he again we just became friends actually talking about guns and hunting and he sent me a spear gun you know sent me a wetsuit just started like giving me tips introducing me to people on the west coast and you know i i bought a spear off a guy on craigslist and that guy happened to be one of the better divers in california and we were like the first group to start shooting bluefin in california we were the first that i know of we were the first california limit boat of spear fishermen in california Wow! And how, big these, how, how big do they get? That you're like out there. Like, I've seen in the water 300 pounders. Um, I just can't get. I can. When I was when I was really on, I could make. I could dive. I was over a hundred foot diver free wow. diving, no problem. I would hunt in like the 60s to 80s because the way our buoys are set up and the bungee and stuff, like in the open ocean. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Um, that shark attack that I, I i'll show you on my phone if you haven't seen it um yeah, I saw it. that crazy. happened so far out like we were like 50 miles past san clemente island like, like we were really out there, but you were kind of close to the top of the water though right when it came up yeah i was only about 40 feet deep when he yeah. when he came in on me and then i sat there and he turned up on me and when i saw him turn up i knew i was like uh-oh yep um you know fins down aggressive behavior kind of did a barrel roll on me and just it's it happens so fast like when you watch it in slow mo, people are like, "Why don't you shoot it?" And then I show it to them in full speed, and they're like, "Oh!" oh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like there's nothing I did specifically that saved my life. It's pure luck. Yeah. He came full attack in slow motion. You can see his eyes are whited out, mouth open, and he went right in between my legs. Just did his mist. Knocks me up out of the water, and my fin was popped off. I thought he hit my foot yeah. because I couldn't feel my foot oh. at, from the, the fin impact, being ripped right? off. Yeah. 
And I remember looking down and going, should I go get that fin? And I looked over and I saw him and he was coming back. Yeah. Oh, really? And he came back and nipped at my fins when I'm swimming to the boat, screaming like a little girl. <laughs> Shark! <laughs> People are like, yeah, dude, I'll have fought it. I'm like, yeah, dude, okay. It's a 600 pound Mako almost chopped me in half. Like, no, you're not going to fight it. So, you know, it. Uh, I got back to the boat and it was like, I finally got a punch on the shark. Like he was coming, he came in kind of slow to me and I was able to poke him once with a spear gun. He was gone, he disappeared. Oh, yeah. They know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't want to, they get, don't want to be, they don't want to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was a weird one because there was no blood in the water. There was no nothing. It was just an opportunity. Most of the time we see Makos on patties all the time and it's yeah. like, oh, okay. I've seen great whites in the water. Okay. The ones you see, you're like, eh, okay. So the ones you don't see that are, was going to chop you in half, you know, but, uh, they, it, I was never, I wasn't really freaked out when I saw that one. I've never seen one swim like that. Everybody I've shown that's like expert divers is just can't believe that that happened. And then since then we've had other shark incidents in California. Wow. So it's sort of changed my thoughts on diving and how much I want to do it. They're a little bit more aggressive than you thought. Yeah, and just the shark population in California has grown so much. It's, oh, really? It's sketch, man. Yeah, I've heard that from a number of people, actually. And a lot of I've heard from, I was actually reading a story about it not that long ago, and they were saying that a lot of it they attribute to the waters being the cleanest they've ever been in a generation. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? And so because the waters on, well, yeah, because you look at how trash things were in the 80s. Yeah. Right? And these, these sharks have a long time. Yeah. Right? And so the population, there's been a, pop, there's been a boom in in the oceans, the cleanliness of the ocean, which created a boom in food, which creates a boom in predators, right? More, okay. There's more supply. Like a lot of people are like, oh, it's because we have drones now, so we're seeing them more often. They've always been there, but no. No, no there's always been people I've, in the water. I've been free diving, <laughs> free dive spearfishing since <clears throat> 2010. Yeah. And I saw a great white in 2013. I saw a great white on from a boat in 2015 in 2018 i saw three yeah just start seeing more and i fished way less that year and that's only one of the factors i mean there's definitely factors in ocean temperatures pushing different populations different species yeah. towards us right that wouldn't normally Warmer be waters. yeah exactly as yeah. the water temperatures shift these so you know like the sharks will either move south or move north Right yeah. and so, so on. So yeah, that's that. Is, I mean, there's other factors, of course, but that's so. The I I kind of go now when I want to harvest. It's for me. It's all about harvesting food. Um, it's and it's also the most, in my opinion, it's the most. Man, I don't know what the word is, but like, it's the harvest. It's the harvest hardest, most natural way, to. Most dangerous way to harvest your food, okay. in my opinion. It's so spear dangerous. So many spear fishermen die every year. Yeah. This year, spear fishermen will die, guaranteed. Yeah. It's not like a maybe. It's like, no, we'll lose a bunch of dudes. We'll almost always, in Southern California, lose at least one guy just during lobster opener. Yeah. Like, some of the best divers in the world And is this from, have like, died. or attacks? Shallow or? water blackouts, the main one. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Um, getting stuck. You know, they're, they're getting crazy, diving in caves, or they oh, okay. think they're better than they are. Like... Shallow water blackout's really scary. I actually wear a vest now called a free diver recovery vest developed by Terry Moss. And I don't, my wife was kind of like, you're not going in the ocean without that. Yeah. You have a child now, you're wearing this, period. And when I go to Mexico, I push pretty heavy. I can push really deep dives and I'll push myself hard. 
and it's just a good peace of mind. Have you, know? you seen the Netflix series called Home Game? Mm-mm. Have you seen it, Ollie? No. It's it's about like um, regional sports, and yeah. one of them is free diving, and they go to the Philippines where they, they oh, where like they have cultural sports, right? Cultural I've sports. Seen the, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, it's really cool. cool. It's a short series. They only like six episodes. Yeah. It's but one of them is on free diving. Free diving, mm-hmm. and they talk about how, like you said, right, the blackouts from coming up too fast or holding or holding your breath for too long, right? You're you're oxygen yeah. deprived, mm-hmm. right? So you, they just they just pass out, and so it's not always lethal, but obviously they're doing it with a team. So they're being able yeah. to re- be revived. And I have, I have versus rules. Versus just pa- blacking out and sinking. Yeah, like me and my crew that I dive with, we have rules. Like we're always, pretty much always buddy diving, which in California, it's kind of like not cool. It's <laughs> it's really weird. Like people are like, oh, dude, whatever, bro. But it's like the same people that, I mean, these guys will like argue with me about how much money I spent on a spear gun. Like I'll buy a $1,500 spear gun. They're like, whatever, dude. I got this one for $400. I'm like cool but it's gonna break they're like oh i don't care i'm like so you're telling me you own a five hundred thousand dollar boat you just spent six hundred dollars on gas and you you have one trigger press and you're gonna put it on that four hundred dollar gun you bought off you know for billy bob's bait and tackle like (laughs) no like i yeah it's one thing i've always done like i like quality equipment right and it's good tools it's why i'll wait to buy it like i'm saving money to buy you know, shameless plug, Casey Highlight Lights, because I need fog lights up here in the mountains. It gets really snowy. I've talked to you Give about this. August. But uh, I'm just kind of waiting to do that, you know, because I want something good, not some crap off Amazon. Yeah. And then it'll last me, you know, the entire life of the pickup. Yeah, really, exactly. I hope. If not, you'll hear about it from me. Somehow we yeah. managed to get a crying baby in the middle of a lake. I'm not really no. sure how that's possible. The water truck. Oh, water we're by the dock. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Don't worry, see. The baby will stop because the people out here are perfect. <laughs> the people out here are perfect. Um, I think <laughs> what we should do is, five other I think we should pause right here and we'll come back. I'll move the boat out here okay, yeah. a little more to the middle of the lake and we'll have less ambient noise as the night continues. All right. Sure. We'll take a break. We're going to take a boat for a spin. Jackie, right back. reel it in. Quick little safety break. Yeah. Yep. So we've moved the boat. We're in a better spot. Um, we're in some shade. And we're, I think we're going to be in a good fishing spot the here pretty soon. Just, it's just to paint it's this picture. It's about to go down. It's about it to go. It is beautiful. It's like golden hour yeah. right now. Like It's time to pull out the cameras and take it's some pictures. fantastic We won't. It doesn't but it's suck. beautiful. It doesn't suck. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. <laughs> um, so I was talking about spearfishing. Anyway, yeah. spearfishing. That's what I liked about it. And not to bag on the hunting world, but the whole idea of sitting in a tree stand looking for a deer that you've been feeding off a feeder and a salt lick for the last like eight months. Right. Isn't to me sporting. Having said that, when I go bow hunting uh, later this year in September, you know, the guy has trail cameras and he's seeing it and bow hunting. I have like, I kind of feel the same as I do with spearfishing. I think spearfishing is harder. I think it's definitely more dangerous you're more exposed um but uh you know i really want to uh i want to harvest a deer this year and a and a pig and a turkey that's my goal for this year i'm not going for elk yet elk would be great but it's like to me i have enough respect for that animal where like i need i'll need more training it's just there's levels and yeah what i'm being told by the guys i'm listening to it's like you should go for a turkey and a pig and then, you know, go for this deer. Like I have a it's really like the great, way you level up. Yeah. I have a really great opportunity with a friend that, uh, uh, he actually, I 
pulled him up after he got knocked out by my spear gun okay. hunting tuna he shot at a tuna and the spear gun came out of his hand and hit him in the face and knocked him unconscious and i pulled anyway wow he uh he's got a big piece of property in atlanta georgia uh just outside of georgia about an hour and a half and he's uh he's like sending me photos like this is your buck his name is charlie <laughs> he's he's the one that you're going to shoot she likes long with sunset your bow and arrow. in the field <laughs> at around six yeah and i'm like i want to learn how to i want to field i want to do everything you his know favorite like, berry is blue i want to field dress it myself and and then eat it yeah you know so it's what i love about spearfishing i love white sea bass i love yellowtail and i absolutely am obsessed in an awkward way <laughs> about bluefin and yellowfin tuna yeah um so and then my wife likes some fish like when i when we got that california limit of bluefin i call her up and i'm it's you know just i'm ecstatic i can't believe it's like the culmination of my spearfishing major high career yeah we've been diving for these things trying to figure them out for so long and a lot of hours and a lot of planning had gone into it, a lot of gas money. So I call her and she's like, that's awesome. Did you shoot any mahi? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I didn't shoot a stupid mahi. I, I just got the apex of whatever. I yeah. can shoot a mahi with my little pole spear. Like, it's like not a difficult fish to shoot. Like, what you? But she like, she loves mahi. Yeah. She's like, oh, so you didn't, did you look for him? Like, now you're calling me out for not looking for mahi for you? Like, no, but I have 300 pounds of tuna I mean, how do, you, how do you hunt like, tuna? Because like, I got to imagine they're not, them, right? well, I mean, no, you, yeah. I mean, you, you fish for them, troll for them, for them, but yeah, there's different ways, but they're also super fast. Yes. Like, so I can't imagine you sneaking up on a tuna. The the best, I mean, maybe in I'm wrong. my opinion, the best of the best when it comes to hunting large pelagic fish is, you know, is really Cameron Kirk Connell and, and before him, Terry Moss, you know, they're kind of the godfathers of how to do this and how to do it and land it. That's the important part. I can say that my team has never lost a tuna. Wow. I can honestly say that. And it's because we had the right rig. We were doing it right. We were doing it safe. You know, there's no macho-ness. It's a team effort. You know, yeah, I pulled the trigger, but the guy who put the kill shot in is my boy Dave. You know, and the captain who who dropped me in at the right time is my boy Dave. You know, so, or sorry, Ryan. So it's, we, we had a system. We had a team, you know, and there's a guy who's absolutely taken it to a masterful level now where he's so successful, he's so dialed in, and his name's uh, Richie Balta. You can Google him and look him up. It's it's unbelievable how well he's mastered tuna hunting in California. Like, he has it down to a science. And on top of it, he's an athlete. He trains for it. Right. He's an unbelievable diver. His, his partner, Scotty Bloomer, the kid's built for diving, and... It's what they do. That's their passion. Are you getting you know? ahead of the tuna and then diving in and then waiting for them to pass by? Yeah, like by? what's the process Every of, single of pack one? is different. Okay. And that's the hard part. And are you tracking these packs? Like, like there's no such thing as like, you don't know what tuna are going to do. Okay. That's, well, so you don't know what bluefin of... tuna are going to yeah. do. And like the tuna, the day that we got them, we had to park a hundred yards out, not make a, na a noise, no radio, boat off silently slip in the water up current from them and swim a hundred yards and then punch a 60 to 70 foot dive wow so so you're there was a in, level you're coming of, in over them I, i'm coming in on top of them yep. and they start to come up to me in a circular 
No kidding. They start to, we call it cycloning. They start oh, wow. to cyclone me. Is that because they're trying to check you out and see what you're all about? Like... Yeah, this was that first year. That first year, when there was only a couple of us that got them. And after that, it kind of was like, it. it's sort of why I lost the love. It became, it became not hard, I uh, guess. You guys got to figure it out. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, you're just running over them with a boat and jumping in and pulling the trigger? Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> But it, up and, and then on top of it, you're hearing about all these guys not landing them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, dude, I'd shoot it with this gun. It's like, or you could shoot it with the right gun right. and not kill a fish without harvesting it. Yeah. And that's that's oh, why. because I, they'll get them, but yeah. then they'll lose them and they'll swim off Well, it's like with bow yeah. hunting. You don't not make a good shot because you won't find that animal. And now you just killed something without harvesting it for yourself. Yeah. Because the point is to eat it. There's, there's zero respect there. Yeah. And... You know, that's why I'm, I'll work as hard as I can. I'll buy the best arrows I can. I'm going to buy a great bow, you know, hopefully have my boy Dudley, you know, kind of dial me in. Like, no, I'll pay the extra 150 bucks for your arrows because I only need one and I want it to be the best arrow I can possibly have. You know, just like it's why I train shooting so much. Like I'm obsessed with all of my equipment, all my gear. I hate hearing guys like, oh, dude, whatever. This is good enough. No, nothing's ever good enough. I've never met somebody in a gunfight, and I know what a two-way range looks like. Nobody ever walks away from that going, oh, I was good enough. There's no such thing as good enough. And when it comes to hunting an animal like that that can kill you, there's yeah. no such thing as good enough. You know, you, you're always working for it. And when you, like for me right now with tuna hunting, I sort of lost that side of the passion of it which is why I don't do it as, as much anymore. You know, like I had a chance to go out recently. I didn't even get wet because I looked at Cameron and I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. I'm not diving at the potential I'm at. I'm not, you know, that acclimated to the water right now. Like, I just don't want to get in, bro. Is that cool? Can I just hang out with you and like take photos? Cool. So you're all on board photographer. We're good. So it's, it's sort of, Oh, you know, shit. hunting an animal I feel is just like hunting a man or being hunted by a man you, you have to put that time in there's no such thing as good enough but you work with what you got and I understand finances are what they are like yeah. my range finder isn't expensive it's not the best but the thing I need to to humanely kill that animal it will be the the best or I just don't I'm not going to do it yeah it comes down to I think what you said um, starting, starting this topic is it's respect yeah. Right. It's it having respect, respect for for not. I mean, for the animal primarily, but also respect for the process, respect for your safety. Uh, you know, it's just having respect for for the for everything. Yeah. You know, kind of uh, putting it all in perspective. I. It's, it's something I took away growing up. You know, being in the martial arts as well as like there's there's always somebody bigger, badder, better. Right. You know, yeah. and in in the line of work I'm in now, and and you know the policemen out there and the. Uh, Sailor, sailor, soldiers, airmen, marines, you know, they, they, their consequences are much higher and, you know, you need to put that type of time in, which is why I've put as much time, like shooting is the one thing that since I was younger and I needed to know how to do it, I've stuck to, like, I've had a lot of sports I've gotten into, I've gotten out of, you know, I've come in and out of, you know, jujitsu right now, it was a season, I got my black belt. I continue going hard, I still go, but I'm not doing it like I was at all because I wanted to learn how to box because everybody thinks they know how to throw a punch until they have somebody who knows how to throw a punch, right. throw a punch at them, right. you know, and 
I wanted to have that skill set. So instead of going to jujitsu five days a week, I'm going two days a week and I'm boxing three days a week. You know, that's sort of how I move through things that I want to do. Like I'm obsessed with fishing right now because, you know, I, I just am. It's like, oh, I want to know how to catch a trout. I won't, and then there's bass fishing. Like, dear God. I have lost my mind. You just bought all kinds of expensive shit, didn't you? Oh, expensive and inexpensive. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm usually able to find deals. Like, I'm kind of cheap like that. But, like, the, you get for the example, stuff, the yeah, I just one. bought, like, a used fishing rod. Knew it's, like, a $480 rod. So, it's a G. Loomis rod, you know. Uh, she's like I wanted the I just brought it a really good you know bass rod yep and I've caught more fish off that rod because that rod is so sensitive it's so it's my finesse rod you know so I uh yeah I'm kind of into bass fishing but bass fishing for me it's more my family's up here in Arrowhead I'm down the hill right now you know where I live in Orange County and with the way I'm working and the the tempo I have right now not seeing my family it's just fishing's just been really it's something i can grab a pole drive five minutes away from my house go to a pond and catch a bass Spend right a little time and it, to the it's just you know what else am i gonna do yeah it's a good it's a good reset too like a mental kind of well you don't yeah. you're not doing anything else and this is like you know i grew up fishing with my dad mostly on the rocks the jetties and stuff but we go lake fishing too and it's like yeah it really is the one place where there's nothing else going on except for that moment yeah, you get to kind of like just be with your own thoughts, yeah. kind of decompress, and it, it definitely it definitely beats sitting at home watching you know some sitcom or the news. Tighten it up, tighten it up on top. So, Uh-oh. I got Jackson yeah. over here fishing. <laughs> he's got one. It sounds like he's snagged on something. Let's see what's going on over here. Yeah, fishing for me it's it's uh it's a big decompression. Like I usually, if I'm just have a normal day at work, I'll come home and with it being so light so late here doesn't get dark till like 8 30 i come home i almost always go for a run i'm a big runner i love running and that's a good decompressor for me and uh you know after that i, I if i can and i have time and sun's still out i'll go fishing and you bass fish at night it's actually really no kidding fun. i've never done that super dangerous yeah. in the area i go to okay. <laughs> because of the homeless population <laughs> oh. there but they all kind of like know me now Wait, and they're like where Oh, you're that guy that fishes at night. Uh, wait. I'm not going to tell you my secret spot on Brookhurst in Victoria. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Just blew yeah. the whole spot up just now. No, you can't find it. But everybody, <laughs> Google Maps is out there. There are so many ponds of water. No kidding. Everywhere around I was the just world. Like, I thought you were talking about it here, homeless people. I'm like, where? No, there's no, 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 not here. Yeah, there's no homeless. Homeless squirrels. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll just go out and fish at night sometimes and then go home and crash. But I how I learned how to do all that stuff is literally watching YouTube. You know, and I, I tell people all the time, like, if you want to learn about something, the knowledge is out there. We have Al Gore's internet, right? right. Like it's, <laughs> we, we can learn just about anything. Yeah. And on top of it, like y- you can find the quality instruction and you know, people are like, Oh, well I don't have that access. No, you do. You have YouTube. Yeah. Like I, with phones being as ubiquitous yeah. as they are now, you have access to it. Yeah. I, I had, like decided part of my jeep with youtube right (laughs) seriously i learned how to weld yeah seriously yeah Yeah. um i i the story i tell a lot of people when i get kind of excuses from older guys that you know and i'll talk to them it's usually they're close friends of mine because it's not something i feel comfortable just talking to everybody about but i'll say you can learn a new trick it's never too late i have friends that started jujitsu in their 40s Mm -hmm. 
I have a friend, Lou. You're my boy. You're my boy, Lou. He was he was in his late thirties. He lost a hundred and fifty pounds, and you know he's now a I believe he's a purple belt in jujitsu. Nice. You know, it's like it, he changed his whole life. Wow. And pretty late in life. It's never too late to do it. There's guys in their fifties training jujitsu that are blue belts you know and they'll be black belts someday did that did that increase his like confidence just in life in general like how did that affect his life you would say i think it's so good for people the same reason i tell people it's so good for kids they learn what failure is like okay they learn that things don't just come to them you have to work for it and there's always somebody out there better unless you're a world champion. That's and even then, those world champions got to be thinking else sometimes. Else right? forever. Yeah, that yeah. world championship yeah. won't be forever. That's with everything in life, though. Yeah. Like, as a graphic designer, as a photographer, whatever. Like, there's always somebody worse and better than you. Like, you know, that is just waiting either for you to, like, slack slack off or, you know, is on your heels. Like, yeah. that's that's it. Yeah. So, I... I I was encouraged by some close friends of mine. I'm, I'm on the Surefire shooting team. That's, I'm a... I shoot for Surefire and, you know, awesome guy, Barry Duke. He's one of my huge mentors in the shooting world, a multiple-time world and national champion three-gunner. Um, and he invented the Surefire suppressor, the suppressor that is, you know, deployed with, you know, every NATO allied nation in the U.S. military and okay. SOCOM. So brilliant human being and just overall great guy. But uh, we were like, let's get into this PRS thing. I'm like, okay. So we go out one time with a friend of ours, Cody Carroll, you know, force recon sniper, instructor, just total all around savage, long distance guy. I went out one time with him. And then, you know, life gets in the way and everything else and everybody just kind of didn't continue it. Well, I got bit. I got bit by the bug. And I didn't have Cody. He was back in Colorado, but I had his phone number so I could call him. And I just, I borrowed a rifle and I just started going to the range and watching YouTube videos. And I, you know, I saw these guys called uh, Six Five Guys. For you guys who want to get into long range shooting, Six Five Guys. They're all over YouTube. They have tons of videos. And I start watching their videos, learning from them. And I'd take some things that they would show, practice this next time you're at the range. I'd go to the range by myself, practice that thing that they were doing. I did that for about three months and literally hundreds of hours of watching YouTube. And I went to our big, you know, Southern California PRS challenge match, never shot a PRS match in my life. And I won the match. And what does PRS stand for, by the way? Uh, precision rifle shooting. Okay. And the, uh, you know, guys, I, I was, I had some friends there. It's what they do for a living. You know, they're, they're, they're like competitors, yeah. they're sponsored, and they're, and they're you know, snipers on a police team. I was with some of those guys, too. And, uh, oh, the amount of smack talk I did. I was like, <laughs> don't you guys do this for a living? Like, how did I beat you? But, uh, one, I think the competitive side of 3-Gun helped me a lot. Yeah. You know, like, the timer doesn't bother me. These guys don't have that luxury to compete all the time. I've been competing my whole life in various different sports from – you know, jujitsu to shooting to that starting you know, bell doesn't get you frazzled. Yeah, I, I welcome it. Like I like that pressure. I do well under it, and 
I'm kind of addicted to it, so I just like finding something I can compete in. I guarantee you I'll probably compete in some bass tournament someday if they ever have one here. Right. Yeah. And I'll do it from shore like, watch me, you know, <laughs> like I'm stupid like that. <laughs> Trust me, if I had a bass boat, I would use it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about the technology. But uh, I was using a loner rifle with, you know, Hornady 140 ELD match. Like I wasn't hand loading anything or anything like that, but I think I, I attribute it to literally YouTube. Like, yeah, my boy Cody showed me a couple things, but like in PRS, you're not really prone ever. You're always in these weird positions and stuff. Okay. I attribute that entire match performance to those guys on YouTube. And then me just getting off my tush at 6 a.m. before I had to be at work at 8 a.m. and spending an hour on the Putting range. Putting in the time. It's like, oh, what am I going to do today? Yeah. Uh, I'm, and this is this all happened before I had a kid. Right. But, um, you know, the kid hasn't changed it that much mm. other than yeah. I want to spend time with her instead of do some things. Right. Yeah. Like, I definitely don't compete in shooting as much as I normally would because sometimes I wake up on a Saturday morning and I look at my wife who works 50 hour work weeks as a lawyer and it's like, Ooh, I'm gonna hang with a super hot chick next to me. And this really cute blue eyed kid who's like, right. loves me. So sometimes I just won't go shooting, but there's other mornings when it's like, and my wife just kind of knows like, no, Saturday morning I'm going shooting. And the shooting side, like I said, that's more of a, that's a job related thing as well. It's, it's you how to, I stay sharp, stay sharp at yeah. work. Um, so I do get on myself to, even when I don't want to go shoot, I'll be like, mm, it's time to go to a match. It's time to like sharpen that knife real yeah. quick and, and give it a little once over, make sure I'm still good to go. So there was, there was something there was, you were talking about in terms of like good people, not necessarily former military people. Yeah. Like I, you Let's know, go there. my, my friend, my best friend is a guy named Byron Rogers. He's all over Instagram. He's like Insta famous now. It's crazy. He's doing all sorts of gnarly stuff like that I can't talk about on the air. That's gonna make him like stupid famous. It's pretty awesome. I'm really happy for him. But uh, I recruited Byron into my line of work. Pooh, I think like 12 years ago now. And Byron was a was a Marine with three one multiple deployments. Just a good person. I just saw a solid guy. Huh? I just saw something in him that was different. You know. I love Marines. I have like a thing for Marines. Like, <laughs> and for some reason, especially like Marine grunts, if you meet a grunt Marine that deployed between, you know, 2001 and like 2007 or eight, that dude probably has more time than any ninja wannabe spec ops dude you'll ever meet. Right. Like those guys were in it. Fallujah, Ramadi, the initial push into Iraq, like, yeah, you know, sure, that yeah. you can see in the miniseries Generation Kill, like, it's all extremely legit and accurate. I have friends that were there. I have friends in SF that were deployed with those guys. Yeah. And they're like, no, it doesn't even really tell the whole story. Like, it's, it was Isn't bad. Is that the one where Rudy was in? Yeah, Rudy, Rudy Reyes is yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah. My girl Jade's husband. What's up, Jade? Rudy. Love you guys. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, it, there's something about, when you meet a Marine and, when you meet a guy just in general and it's like, you know, hey, what'd you do in the Marine Corps? He's like, I was a grunt. I just didn't like, yes. <laughs> like, this dude will do anything and kill himself and put himself out. Like, he's not like, yeah, I was with Marshall, blah, blah. It's like, mm, okay. Like, now I have to see if you're even legitimate, you know? You got to look like, up the credentials. Just, yeah. Just, and, well, like... You met Mike Pannone. You know mm -hmm. he's, he's yeah. one of my one of my best friends, and and I, me and Mike have been through a lot together, and we're 
really it's like a he's like the older brother that we fight and gets yeah anyway but Pannon, if you meet Pannon on the street he's like yeah i was a marine who was in force reconnaissance who was a green beret who was in delta force <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like that's yeah. it's like yeah. mike mike really and, undersells and, it again no need to talk about it and right. mike's, and mike's single and when he meets cops he's like yeah man i was a marine cool what's up like he'll have that he always associates himself with what he was first and was first and foremost he was a marine right. before he transitioned into the army and and you know had his amazing career in the army and then after the army like the stuff he's done out of the military is insane but um you know just it's something we've discussed and something byron has going on right now is this thing called protector nation and the motto of it is making good people dangerous and it's something i really when he got involved in it i wanted to help that so much because i am technically for all intents and purposes a civilian right. i am a silly civilian. i was never formerly in the military though i've had some pretty amazing military training i was never formerly a police officer right. even though i've worked with them i've had trainings with them and you've gone through evolutions with them and things like that but i'm a pretty capable human being you know if i want to i hate i don't want to brag but like i'll brag for this intensive purposes like you can do a lot and you don't have to have been in the military right. you don't have to have been a cop well i can't be a shooter because i'm not a cop we talked about Addie. Yeah. She's 18 years old. Right. I can't remember the last time a police officer outshot her. Doing rings around them. You yeah. know, it's like. Yeah. You know, well, combat shooting's different. No, shooting is shooting, period. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. Dude, have you seen that Japanese dude that was all into airsoft and he came over oh. to the States and like literally owned everybody? Unbelievable. That's a look at me boat going by if you can hear that laser. Like, shh, quiet. We're podcasting here. He's waking up all the fish. Anyway, it's almost on the fish, guys. Yeah, the up. fish are like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, what are they even doing? If anyway. anything, he's scaring them our way. We're anyway, good. so you know, like, there, I wanted to learn how to be effective at a long range with a rifle. I taught myself how to do it on YouTube. Called some friends, borrowed some gear. I yeah. didn't spend a ton of money. It's just the will to do, right? I yeah, mean, that's and really what we're talking about. You, it's 2020. The information is out there. The people are out there that want to help you become a more capable human being. Yep. And you don't have to have had been in the military. Trust me, some of the biggest turds I've ever met, some of the biggest cowards I've ever met, they have special people tabs. And I'll, yeah. I'll straight tell them to their face, they're cowards. I won't say it publicly, but I'll say like, you're a coward. You are. You can, you can talk about your title all you want at the bar, but I've seen you under pressure. You're a coward. You know, and I've, I've seen beat patrol cops, you know, who don't look cool. They don't have tattoos, you know, maybe they're like a little heavy set, but they, they'll whip it on. They're, super yeah. they're, they're dangerous because they've already made the decision in their mind. I am a capable human and yeah. I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. They're all in when they have to be, you know, you, you, you hear all the stories about mother mothers doing incredible you know physical feats to oh, save their children absolutely and it's it's just kind of about making it a priority making it something that's important to you and you know you don't have to don't let people tell you like well because i did this it makes me better at this than you no i shoot better than most people i know i fight better than most people i know and i have a lot of other skill sets and capabilities 
and I'm better at those skill sets than most people I know. As you can see, I am not a physical specimen. I am not naturally gifted or being athletic or anything like that. Like he outsizes both me and Frank, right? Easily, yeah. easily. It's okay. Easily, but it's funny. He's a very humble. It's funny that you say that though, because being. that you say that you're, you know you don't come from this background but you're very capable you know this thing it reminds me of like a real life like liam neeson like the character in taken where it's like uh, i hope if you my never, daughter ever gets kidnapped i hope you I'm never get you. that phone call but if i do i yeah. want you on the other end telling him that you have a very particular <laughs> movie, set of skills that movie bro <laughs> and that is, you will find them that movie that is so scary them. accurate i'm like there's movies that i see yeah and i'm like yo that's real like that's how it goes, <laughs> that's, how it goes. that's exactly no how kidding. it happens who's doing that you know they have those experts right that come the, on that i'm like on their like they hired the right expert for yep. that script right there yep. it's like i was like because that's that world the there contract that's how you disappear just, and you know. oh it's dark man yeah. like the world is an evil place and if you don't think it is um you're highly mistaken and it's not it's not a if it's when you know uh something noner said to me years ago um he's like yeah, it's never going to happen until it happens. Yeah. You know, and it was a police officer, you know, going, Mike, why do you practice at 50 yards? Mike's like, in case I have to shoot somebody at 50 yards. He's like, well, 99.82% of shootings in the world happen within 15 yards. Mike's like, yeah, until they don't. Right. And I, that always stuck with me, like, and, and, until it does happen. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm never going to have to rescue somebody drowning. Until I've had to rescue somebody drowning. Yeah. For you that know? 0.16%, do you really not want to have the upper hand because you yeah. don't want to practice next to 25 yards? Oh, I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know CPR until you need to know CPR. Right. You know, I don't need to know how to put on a tourniquet. You can learn how to put a tourniquet on on YouTube. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to go to some tac med course. The decompression needles, like you're. You got to have a sense of reality of what you're capable of, and. And then just level yourself off to that. It sounds you know? like a lot of it too is the same thing we talk about, even with our vehicles, because you know that's mostly what we talk about. Um, is a lot of people underestimate the capability of their vehicles, even in stock form. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of people underestimate the capability of themselves, like without you know with with just a little bit of training or a little bit of research and will to learn something. And then yeah. like also like you don't need recovery gear until. Right, recovery, gear. and that, that, like, that's exactly the insurance policy. You don't right? need a winch until shit. I wish I had a winch right exactly. now. Exactly. No, I, I, uh, I love what uh, my neighbor. You know, he's got a, he's got a, a Wrangler, Rubicon, and a, a Gladiator. Both of them are on forty twos. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why you got two winches? He's like, in case I need to pull somebody out behind me. I was yeah. like, oh, he's got the rear winch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is a great like, idea. Yeah. Makes sense. It's like some of the trails up here, you can't necessarily you can't like, turn around. Turn around yeah. And I don't want to just tear trees up. Yeah. Like yeah. that's kind of, he's, he's got a little pet peeve. Throwing a line around a tree and trying to get somebody from Yeah. He says, he says a lot of beginners, there's a lot of beginners up here, he says, and you'll see guys put wrapping trees that they just shouldn't wrap. Oh, dummies. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. definitely a, a method. Yeah. To, he's telling to, me this stuff. Of a tree. And all I'm thinking in my head is like, oh crap, I totally would have done that. You know, yeah. like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And if you don't know something, the knowledge is out there you can go yep. find yep. exactly it's like you your know. buddies at dead man off-road always like that's why they well, make their that's products why it's you like, have the tree hugger don't yeah the tree hugger like don't throw your line around a tree because you're gonna fuck the tree up and kill it oh yeah. that thing to me when i saw it and i you know i, I the was dead man i was born yeah. and raised in southeast san diego okay okay this is the home of off-road <laughs> like where, frank you got roots i in grew san up diego. in san diego yeah. too i grew up i i mean as a little child southeast and then uh south bay oh I okay lakeside bro what's up i was out in bonita 
Oh, okay. okay. So I was right by Lakeside. Yeah, yeah. Lakeside and then Lake, you know, all the, all the ones that were out there. I, yeah. I, we had a rodeo in my hometown and, yeah. you know, like all the big off-road companies there. And I did, that's another kind of story. I did motocross when I was young too. And uh, like we would pack up. I was trailer trash kid, you know, born and raised in the trailer park. And then uh, it wasn't until later in my life my dad did really well. And, you know, family had a, my dad worked his tail off. Amazing human. But, uh, you know, we... Uh, yeah, we used to just go out to the desert out there. When I saw that dead man thing, I was like, dude. That is cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> why didn't we think of that earlier? You know, it, is, like, it is one of those ideas where you're like, why didn't I think of that? It's so It, it seems so obvious when you see it. You're like, oh, yep, that's that. Yeah, I get it. Oh, so many times. Like, that would have just saved time and yeah. money yeah. <laughs> from doing some whack, like, dune pullouts and glamis and Gordon yeah. Wells and stuff. It's like, man, but. No, I. I love the overland community. I've only recently discovered it and I discovered it when I wanted to do more work to my truck for when I go to the range. I wanted to kind of outfit my truck a little more mm-hmm. for, for going to the range. 2019, I pushed, I spent a lot of time. I wanted to kind of take my shooting to a different level and I worked really hard 2019 on my shooting skills and that was the year I also did the PRS work. So I was at the range a lot. And there were just kind of some comforts and I, you just start Googling, right. you know, and you start YouTubing and like, no joke. One of the first pages I came across was trail recon guy. And I'm just like, he got a refrigerator in his Jeep. Yeah. They do that. Like I didn't yeah, even, they could do that. Like again, you <laughs> don't know. A whole you don't know. New world, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, what is this? I'm like, so that I start looking more and dude, I see you. I'm like, I know that dude. <laughs> you know, it's just like, he was at my, yeah. I know him. He was, he was at my range. Like, you know, I was just like, what the heck? Yeah. So you just start reaching, uh, you know, I went to, uh-oh. We're getting in the party is hour. Party? Is it party hour now? No, it's like a birthday thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just start reach. I went to that Overland Expo by myself. Yep, and I saw you. I'm like, shit, dude, I know you. Yeah, I was like, what's up? I was at your range, bro. I was <laughs> your range. I'm sitting at the Casey booth just like talking about how my dad used to have Casey's on his yep. on his old mickey thompson edition ford f-150 oh, that was a big deal you know? man. like that like, was you weren't even partying unless you had the smiling I mean, face and you'll appreciate this because that was back in the jack murphy days oh yeah bro heck yeah right Ricky johnson and totally. Ivan, the iron man stewart totally bro. man that was <laughs> like, totally that was back the in the truth. jack murphy days man that was when like that place was a madhouse Yellow, orange, yep. and, red. Yeah. and i i was like you see, I was a purple white guy. I was a Ricky Johnson because I used to race motocross with Ricky. So oh, I, wow. I knew Ricky and he was like kind of uh, him and my dad were friends. Um, so they, uh, you know, I got to go ride with him a bunch. So I was always like, get him, Ricky. Like That's I awesome. was the bad guy. Like I didn't like him. And then later it's like, he's the nicest dude on the planet, you know, but um, I was sitting there and I met, you know, Tony. And I don't know who he is. I don't know nothing. Was He's that just. The first time you met Tony? I'd never. No. We're just sitting there and we just start talking to each other. Now we're all in group chats. And. <laughs> you know, next thing I know, I get his number and we're like friends. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's my Jeep. I'm like, it is Hatchet. The Hatchet. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that's your Jeep? He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this isn't just taking a bunch of parts and putting it on a vehicle. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, like something it's cool. artwork. Yeah. It's, it's like, kind of the same thing as your buddy. It's under it's underselling it, just calling it a Jeep. No, like, it's, it's like, just not. It's just I look at do. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can't get it until you see it in person. Like, I tell them about, I get on them, I'm like, y'all need to get with Brad and just make a whole bunch of videos <laughs> about your Jeeps. Because, I mean, Nugget, their newest one. Yeah. And then that... uh that slant back they slant, have. Slanty? Yeah, the yeah. slant back's pretty cool. He slant brought it to six. my office the other cool. day. I was just going, 
Are you like you just don't get it till you see it? In it's person. such an epic build. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, what in the living crap? Like, Dude, this is. I just I just got together with my buddy John yesterday, and John from Castle Fab. He mm-hmm. he moved out to Minden now. He built a lot of those rigs. Oh, he's Warmer. like their guy. Yeah. I actually introduced so the guy who helped me with the welding again seeked out information a dude from my church is like this insane he's been on reality shows building bikes like welder <laughs> so he's like yeah man just come to my shop you can you know use this gear there because I'm trying to Jesse do James. this <laughs> I'm trying to do this on this little he knows he's like that kind of guy yeah, he knows yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse and everything so I'm in his big shop on his nice welder and he's like you taught yourself how to I was like yeah man he's like it's pretty good weld man I'm nice it's like you should have seen the other ones <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super yeah, bad I mean, my wife's like what are you doing I'm like I'm welding she's like Man stuff. Oh, man gosh. stuff. I'm putting hair on my chest. Woman, leave me alone. <laughs> she, she was, but, um, but yeah, I, I was like, t- told Tony about him. He's like, I was like, who does just like this castle fab? I'm like, everybody's got that like little sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? Start looking into him. Start going down that rabbit hole. Dude, you like John. John's a good this guy. Yeah, John guy's is a good a dude. freak. Like just, yeah. yeah. I, I have so much respect. It's so much fun for me to do. It's not something where I'm in, like, I'm not in. You have those, you're like, I'm going to do this to my truck. And then it's like, okay, what do I need? Yeah. You know, for what oh, I'm yeah. going to do, what do right. I Right. But you want to do it all, right? But then you're like, wait a second, got to pull it back a little. Yeah. And I really want to go camping with my daughter. And honestly, that's, that's the first thing that turned me on to Brad. I know I keep like just giving him hugs all day, but uh, he, the way he did it with his yeah. son, I was yeah. like, that's what you want, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do this with my daughter. Like, and my boxing coach, he's, now nah, he's gotten bit. He's gone down the rabbit hole. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like 20K in debt. But look <laughs> at my eye camper. I'm like, bro. <laughs> look at my eye camper. <laughs> like, you well, bought that? He's like, yeah. It's only $4,000. Yeah. yeah. He'll be happy to know he's not alone in that debt. <laughs> he, he, but it's when you see it in person, you see the quality. It's like, yeah, they're insane. Oh, like you see my rack and then I see his new rack. The, um, what's it called? The, uh, front runner? the front runner the rack. front the new yeah. your new one yeah. the yeah, front runner oh my rack actually mine yeah yeah so and my... I'm like and then of course I'm like what's a front runner go down that rabbit hole like, holy like, crap yeah all this stuff I make shifting with crap I bought at Home Depot <laughs> they make for the rack they have the, all the accessories like, I don't weld I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with somebody who already did it really well right yeah I'm like tried and true oh yeah. like yeah. I have a cell phone booster on my truck and I've been trying I'm like I will figure out how to put this down to ninety and like your company like makes it I'm like damn it. <laughs> and you just buy one of these racks, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it, it I, I loved the fact that he was doing it with his son. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this with my daughter. My wife's like, no, have fun. <laughs> she's yeah. just kind of, it's not something she's into. You know, maybe someday I'll, like, maybe up here. That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe I'll take her on one of the little trails here. Yeah, I mean, you're not really far from home here. You have that advantage. Yeah, right? like, if really she far. has, like, a bad night or something like that, we can yeah. be home in a couple hours. I'll yeah. do some little fire road trail and pull off and we'll camp out, make a fire, chill out, you know. Exactly. Dude, my recommendation is get the rooftop. That changes the game. Like, with my wife especially, she, like, I probably wouldn't come out with you as much as I do if it wasn't for this tent on top of your gym. Really? Yeah. yeah. I. She was like, she saw Bryce's because he came over and he opened it all up. And, and uh, you know, my, for those of you out there, another guy you can check out, Bryce Krause, uh, multiple time national champion Muay Thai boxer, you know, amazing human. Like, I, I, uh, is he all into it too? Oh, he's completely just psychotic. This, this he just your, did a three week trip. Is this your instructor? Yeah. Okay. It's my boxing coach. And he's coached for like, you know, 
Michael Bisping, Rafael Dos Anjos, and all these big UFC fighters. And but like I like I said, I seek out like the best, and like the Mendez brothers are my jujitsu coaches. And you know, this guy it was like, oh, you will be my Yoda. Yeah. You will teach me how to box. He's gotten bit by it too, and he's just like, okay, I'm all. But he went all in. But he just did a trip with his whole family. He's got two young kids and a wife. She was in Mexico. She's from Mexico City. She got stuck in Mexico for months. So she only recently yeah. came oh, back wow. people with, that happen, with yeah. both of his kids. So wow. he's up here. Like, I, my family can't come home. That's but so like crazy. in Mexico, there's like, there's no COVID. <laughs> so right, it's right. like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. But uh, they just did like a three-week trip you know, all over. Like they did Moab and they did... Nice. Uh, Oh, that's cool. Um, they did that whole like Utah thing, so, but he came over and showed us his tent. My wife was like, "Yeah, maybe I could, I, I could do this." And yeah. she's like, "How much are one of these?" Yep. I was like, "Don't yep. worry about it, honey. <laughs> Thank God you're a lawyer. We'll figure that part out later." Yeah. But uh, no, I I had to figure out just how to mount it to my, because like, the stuff on the rack I need for here up here. Yeah, I used all that equipment a lot. Yeah, um, so up in the mountains. Yeah. Now I I want to. I got my eyes on that. You know that that KC rack. You know. Well, we can't wait to see what you do with it because they make it. They make one for my truck. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. You know, a little KC love. But uh, yeah, I mean, if if what we've seen and what you've shared with us over the last hour and what we've seen from the last you know hour spending time with you and all the hobbies you've got into, I seriously cannot wait to see what you do with your truck in the next. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. Four days. Like how crazy? Is it? <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> Well, I mean, I, the hard part for me, honestly, with the truck is, and this is unlike the shooting industry, there's a lot of good information out there. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Off -road, a ton. And it's different opinions, and neither of them are really kind of wrong. Right. Yeah. So you're like, it is a lot of, it is a lot of, it's like, a lot of good information. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know who to listen to. I can't make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can tell you, you know, Right now, three brands of firearms to go buy if you want a good self-defense concealed carry gun. Yeah. Like, it's pretty simple. There's not actually a, as many options as you might think there are. Most of the magazines are wrong. Yeah. Go look at what people are shooting in competitive in a competitive world and in, you know, in the police departments and in the military. It's very simple. Like, yeah. oh, those are what work. Right. Cool. Those are the people on a two-way range all the time, and this is what they're choosing to carry yeah uh these are guys firing a hundred thousand rounds a year in a competition format and here's what they're choosing to put their career on the line with yeah. you know so it's very simple but trying to find the right lift for my pickup oh yeah right lift right <laughs> gearing, like, the, dude the I'm right like, gearing ratio yeah. i don't know what to get <laughs> the right tire size yeah like, oh it's so it's all over the it's, place. It's, it's a lot of opinion it's a lot of preference and, oh, and then function. they like, fight with each other and, and then yeah like, and then they'll argue about who's right and who's wrong when the reality is like you said, neither. Like you're both right yeah. and you're both kind of wrong. It just depends on how and why. There's only been a couple of things that I think I've actually been like, oh, I probably should have gone different. Like one was the rack, which now I've got kind of handled. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then and then it's like a couple other things. But the reality is, is like I've been pretty lucky. I think with like what I've had and what I've done, I'm pretty stoked on like the setup that I've got right now. Yeah. Other than the fact that my timing belt just kind of shredded like one of the teeth. <laughs> like there's a strand of it that just came off actually in Luke's uh, driveway, which was really interesting before we came to the lake. Um, that'll be on the next episode of Rick for Dirt about our trip back home. And hopefully it'll be, we'll do, a, we'll do a part two of right. um, the California, Arizona border. 
Dude, hopefully not, man. Oh, that was a shit show. But uh, but yeah. Anyways, I mean, look, we've we've spent we spent quite a bit of time, and I think we're kind of almost at the time where we got to pay the bills. But you know, we've we've literally just kind of gone over like the surface level of so many different things about you, and totally. That's where I think the like there's this little cool like there's this cool intersection that I think, which is why like for KC, I've kind of gone after people like. You know, Mike from Fieldcraft, the, the Mikes from Fieldcraft and George and people like you and, you know, people like Byron. It's like there is this intersection where the preparedness mentality and like you were talking about making good people dangerous, making good people more prepared, making good people be able to get from point A to point B in like one piece. There's like a lot of parallels there with the off road world and like oh. the lighting company and in the industry that, you know, I'm in. You yeah, know. no, I mean, Byron, for example, and uh, one of our best friends, uh, C, I'm just going to call him C, but, uh, you know, they have seen what I've learned and what I've started doing. And again, they, they call it looking something like Luke. because I get into something and I end up learning a lot about it. And if they see something that interests them, they're like, then they start asking me, which yeah. is cool because they're, well, like Bryce, he's like, hey, what should I get? And I actually have knowledge on it because I've already been psychotically researching these things myself on YouTube um, or or on the internet, you know? And uh, it's like Byron has zero interest in, you know, being, having an off-road vehicle. That's just not his thing. Right. He's, he's not really into that, but he starts seeing the way I'm organizing my truck. He, the Yeti 400. When I got that, they were all like, what's that? Wait, they make that it does what yeah. like that yeah. exists in byron's world which is the executive protection world that's huge like his client just bought like seven of them oh, and they've got them in their vans and their cars so they can power computers and all yeah. this stuff and they're like well how does this work for this i'm like well i can power my computer you know out of my truck through this thing and the solar panel just charges just it back keeps, up just tops you know it just yeah. keeps so they got vehicles now with solar panels on the nice. on the thing, oh, yeah. and I I'm just dropping them links that I got from freaking you know from Photo Runner guy or whatever right. AJ Van <laughs> Dewater, the coolest name ever. We just did it yesterday. We just interviewed AJ yesterday. So the episode hilarious. before yours, uh-huh. which we recorded yesterday, is with him. <laughs> We sat down with him and had a good talk. AJ and I have become friends via the gram. And I think I just made him laugh because I reached out to him about his Dodge. Obviously, I have a Dodge. He's a Dodge. Like, he has the most famous Dodge, like, that I've seen at least. Yeah, had. Diesel Jeep, yeah. Because he sold it. Anyway, I'm like, why? uh, (laughs) Listen to the episode. You'll find out. out. He he explained it to me, and it made a lot of sense. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Of course. You can't can't hate that, right? No, not at all. Yeah. but uh, from him, it's like, what's a Yeti? Google. You know, like, start looking at it. And then Brad, it's like, oh, there's two guys that I trust who know what they're talking about. Now, I, you do have to start looking at things. And, and, and this is where I don't want to talk smack, but, like, I will seek out guys that are using equipment because it's what's right. Yeah. You know, it's like, do you just use that because you got it for free? Or do you use that because it's what you wanted? It's what you wanted, right? And the company now has a relationship with you, right? And then also at the same time, I don't get mad at a company for giving somebody something. Like what some of these guys do is, you know, an art form, in my opinion. Like you had this idea of this vehicle, and it's the coolest looking vehicle in the world. Yeah. I never would have made a vehicle that looks like that, 
my truck would be black with like <laughs> you saw much it's not cool yeah like, it kind of is cool but not really like i don't have that kind of style or that artistic brain like what the romer guys do yeah yeah dude like I'd be throwing them product if I was a company, you right. know, like, <laughs> Which please get product thrown at them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah make my stuff. They so I'm not razzing on that, but like at the same time and, and no, you know, knowing Tony as well as I do now, like he, there's things he won't use yep. Com- way more companies hit him up that he just goes, thanks, but no thanks. That's the thing. I love that about Tony and Troy is like, they're like at a point where it's like, they could really just use the stuff that they want to use mm-hmm. for the reasons why they want to use it versus just taking whatever people throw their way yeah now here's a great example of them they're like yeah this we use this decked thing i'm like what's a decked yeah i find out about this decked thing i take this to a buddy of mine who's with you know a group of guys who do a bunch of cool gangster stuff and they're building out new vehicles and trucks nice. every single one of those trucks and vehicles now has one of those deck things in it because i knew the problem that he was having building out these cars and i look a solution that i saw from a buddy of mine. Right. You know, and I, just, I just, just like, hey, dude, check this out. Connecting the dots. You yep. know, and that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. He does right. Connect he did, he, dots, you connect yeah. the dots between your world and the world that you adventure and play in. Yeah. Byron said, like, I'm I'm very good at helping other people make money. <laughs> and he's like, if you can monetize this, you'd be really well off. But right. that's not why that's not why I do it. You know, no, like, I, I like to find out about your affiliate program. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, yeah, I don't now see that to me. Like, I can't. I can't do that. I know. Like it just goes against sort of me. It's the difference between passion and. But like at the same time, the I uh, I'll be out of this sport real ricky ticky. Yeah. Like what if you know I I what if a company gave me something and it's like what if I what if I got this ski boat for free, you know, and then I quit wakeboarding two years. Change your mind. Later. Yeah. See you later. Like, yeah. Like what good does that do to that company? Right. And most of these people, I have personal relations. It's a, they're friends. They're yeah. Friends like Tom dab him he's just a friend yeah like i don't even drink coffee he's like you want coffee i'm like no bro i don't want coffee like i'm cool <laughs> like you want a shirt no i don't drink coffee yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> be really weird for me to wear this shirt <laughs> he's like he's like well it's a, uh, no like you're my boy because you're my boy yeah like that's why we're friends not because of what you can give me or i can get off you that's why we're friends like i have nothing to gain from you you drive a jeep i drive a dodge dude it's funny you my- know but my or, buddy Nick is just like that. He's like, hey, can I give you a hard case? I'm like, no, nah, I mean, not really. He's like, you, can I give you one of my tents? Like, you, I'm like, no, I mean, because I'm waiting for you to come out with a better tent that I actually want. It's not that his tents are bad. It's just the tent just, that I yeah, want. It's what you, you know? have and you're not, yeah. I'm like, I already yeah. got this, so right. I'm going to keep this. And he's like, well, I'll give it to you. I'm like, no, I love you. You're one of my, like, buds. Yeah. Like, I really respect you and care about you, and I'm not going to take stuff from you. Right. Yeah, like I mean Cameron Kirkconnell, you know, who I just told you about the spearfishing world, he doesn't even have a sponsor anymore. Really? He doesn't he was with a guy, he was with a company. They're a great company that he still supports, but he's on his own now and he uses the equipment he wants to use, you know? And it's something I like so much about Brad. It was like it really came off like I know there's stuff he's getting for free, and he would tell you he has a relationship with the company, you know, but I always just felt like he was being honest yeah. i guess like oh, that's you know the like thing that brad is stuck by and i've talked to him like we've been out together and he's like ali like i pay for it and usually he pays for his stuff like people think everyone's giving him everything for free not right. the case he he'll buy stuff because he wants to truly understand like is this good well and he you know his 
And he wants to be a his channel is an honest channel and yeah. it's why it's a very successful channel right and 100%. you know youtube is a great way for these people to make money and i'm really glad that they make money because i learn so much from them you know i don't watch the the jake pauls and of the youtube world i like i like people who share knowledge like yeah. that's that's kind of my addiction so to speak cool. and uh that's that's what i'm all about that's what i'm into but well i'm glad we got to share what you're into with the rest of our you know few whatever where are we at now a few thousand yeah yeah a few thousand we're getting there we're climbing we're climbing the ranks stand by stand by i'm about to send this to blow this up everybody but I'm, I'm like i'm glad all these people like because you know usually we do the safe thing we do like the off-road stuff or whatever and you know we're in arrowhead we were just in arrowhead we did a podcast about the, the shit show that was Arrowhead for us. My boy Jackson here could attest to that, right? It sucked, <laughs> right? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was it was a tough time, but, you know, sometimes it's good to just have those inspirational stories where it's like some people are at those crossroads. Some people are like, how do I do this? How do I do that? It's like, dude, sometimes you just need to go all in. And the most all-in person I've come across so far is Luke. And <laughs> it's good to know you. And I'm glad course, that man. we got to share you with uh, our fans and followers and absolutely. That, and you know, I think it's also us. I think it's also worth underscoring the fact that one of the coolest things about overlanding, off-roading, and that community, and us doing the podcast, is that you get to communicate, understand, and meet people from all walks of life. Right? Oh. We're not just talking to people that are off-roading or overlanding. We're talking right, to yeah. guys like Photo Runner or that are that are that have they have their their own professions in their own right. Exactly. They're doing their own things. And this is this this just happens to be the crossroads for that for that interaction, which is super cool. And that's why I sort of love the most about it. We yeah. even talk about the fact that Luke takes professional grade photography. But right, whatever. That that's too. maybe on the next, <laughs> next time episode. we get together, yeah. we'll go on a little photo yeah. <laughs> like hangout. Exactly. Maybe when we do Mojave. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, that's gonna be a photo journey. Yeah. Like that's more like that's half the reason I want to go. One, yes. I want to take my daughter on it. Yep. I, it was the first we'll video the I saw of Brad's where I was like, that's the trail I want to go on. It's a, it's yep. a great trail. That's the sure. kind of off-roading I want to go do. That's the adventure I want to have with my daughter. I want to see all those things. I want to take photos. It may not snow, but it'll still right. be cool. It'll yeah. still be awesome. Yeah. And the, uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, I absolutely am in love with the overlanding community. And yeah. I can't remember meeting somebody who I didn't like. Yeah. Like there's nice people everywhere. Doesn't mean you necessarily like want to hang out and talk right. with them. It's like, I can count them on one hand. The ones that maybe I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna hang out with them. I meet dudes yeah. all the time. I'm like, like AJ. I'm like, yo, man, can we be friends? Like, <laughs> I think you're cool. And he's like, why? Like, we're nothing. Alike. I'm like, why? <laughs> I just think you're cool, man. You take cool photos because I'm into photography. Yeah, I like yeah. His photography, and you know, his he just had certain guys have personalities. Like, man, I want to be that person's friend. Yeah, yep. I'm usually able to get through to him. Like make them my friend i like turn them into i don't know it's just a gift i have i can like read people and and make them like you will be my friend and i will <laughs> will, I, you, will them into friends I, like, I don't even know how we became friends and it just happened it yeah. just happened i know yeah. i willed you into I know, my life like yeah. you're one of my off-road yodas now yeah and what kind of tires i'm I sorry because everybody's I'm telling sorry. me to buy different tires <laughs> <laughs> and that that marco polo chain was the worst because both you two were like i mean this is good this is good this is good i'm like Neither of you have given me a Bro, solid answer. Everybody yet. makes a good tire. <laughs> I know. Everybody is, makes is a, a good tire. tire. <laughs> Falcon, <laughs> Nitto, Cooper, uh, my current tire sponsor, which I love, Milestar. Like they're all it great is a tires. Good time to be in, and Milestar yeah. has been awesome. And that's yeah. the one I think I'm gonna 
go with is the mile stars. Are like, you really? Yeah, I well, really want to talk after this. I okay. want to get a, a set of the. Let's mile get you stars hooked up. Sure, yeah. but uh, Martin will love you. I uh, th- it was just I met them at the expo. Yeah, and they were the most normal realist. Dude, so down to earth. I was so about it, bro. I saw the guy, oh, Marco, from the Trail Recon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. I was like Frank number two, or I was like Marco number two. I, I don't like, know. You're Marco, and he's like, I'm Marco. I was like. <laughs> Like, I was, was he such cooking? a geek. He's cooking. He was cooking. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, I said, I'm such an idiot. And my buddy is with me. He looks at me. He's like, dude, you're so stupid. I'm like, so stupid. No, he's like, he's just a dude cooking. Like, what, what's the deal? You don't, like, understand. don't understand. You were just he's over like, Land Star He's like, the cook. Yeah. Like, he's like, the cook. He cooks guy. everything. Yeah. And he's, you know, it's so amazing the way Brad says. Anyway, God bless him. But yeah. it, every, those those guys were just cool and they answered my questions i had yeah. questions like hey i'm doing this this and this what do I? and they were like oh you should have this like oh thanks for being co-. like they knew i was a kook and i knew absolutely nothing and they sat down and explained something to me and helped me. this industry is all about that though. And it's, the information's oh, free and flowing i can't name and very many industries I'm in that are like that. Spearfishing. Yeah. There's, There's a lot of will, ego in some of those. Spearfishing, right? they wish you bad. Like yeah. They're like, I hope you don't catch nothing because I want to be the only guy. Don't learn, kook. Don't yeah, learn it's like, kook. like servers. Oh, yeah. so, so you all die. Like, okay, cool. Like, no, you you need to teach guys these things, you know? So That's it's right. it's um, it's um, just, it was very refreshing because the shooting world's very ego-driven. You know, that tactard world is very ego-driven. And this was one of the first things that I was like, Oh, these people are rad. Yeah, that's fun. Well, that's it's cool, like, man. You, you want you want people to be cool. Well, welcome, welcome to the community. Uh, yeah. Thanks, yep. thanks, and, and the podcast for just and, and for doing this for us and sitting down with us. Thanks for having me. Hope, enjoying I, the hope time. I come back. This has been the most bitching podcast ever. Like I said, from now Definitely on, it's most, all off the boat. Definitely most unique. Most <laughs> I'm unique up here every weekend yeah. for the podcast for sure, and yeah. most relaxed. Like just chilled back, laying in here in the boat. Show and, me another podcast that's been done off a boat, right? Yeah. In yeah. our in our world. <laughs> that's why I thought you guys were bringing cameras. We're definitely oh, off road right we now. We do have cameras. Let me tell you, we're off road. We are off road. <laughs> this is the ultimate <laughs> off road podcast. That is true. Yeah. Right now. So yeah, let's pay some bills. Okay. So of course, always huge thank you to Casey Highlights for not only supporting us from the beginning, Alan. You know, from Casey's just just seeing kind of what we had envisioned and has wanted to grow that. And he's been super instrumental in making us get our thing done. And in addition to that, we make some badass products. So, yep. you know, I might be biased, but at the same time, I know what we've got. I know what we were coming out with soon and it's legit. And I think, you know, the prime example here is t- what Luke was talking about is for me, it was what I wanted, right? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't because there was a relationship there. There wasn't when I, when I got my lights, I, I went to, I went to rebel off road yep. and bottom. And it's because it's what I wanted, and it's because of where they were in the market at that at that time, and continue to be. Dude, you know, do and you hang out with the Overland Bound guys? Yes, Homie, I'm actually. Yeah, I met you. Oh, you probably have then. Yeah. I thought you were Marco. That's right. That's oh, at Rebel? and you were like, I'm not oh, Marco, and I was like, yeah. it just hit me. That's I was so. Funny. I was like, I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Homie, we've met. Did I, did, Holy I, crap. did I offer to sign? Did I offer to sign your? Yes, your you're like, I'll sign your book. <laughs> That's I was hilarious. Like, I. <laughs> I'll find your book and show you how to make I can't a hot dog. I believe I just remembered this. Sorry, I have that's so awesome. <laughs> well, you know, on uh, that's so sorry, funny. I'm sorry. No, no matter where you are, it's gonna happen. It's I'm gonna sorry. happen. Yeah, no, um, it's fine. But yeah, okay. And also, we can literally pay some bills with the patches that are out now. That's right. We have the Rick for Dirt patches. But what I was gonna say is, to your point about like, you know, you actually went after Casey. Well, 
a lot of people look at me and are like, Ali, you've gotten everything for free almost, right? Yeah. And the reality is I was working for a company where I was able to be picky with the companies I worked with. Like we were building the the 511 Jeep Rubicon JKU. Like it was the overland vehicle for one of the baddest companies in that industry. Yeah. I got to build that. It was my own Jeep. And so, yeah, I picked out what I wanted. So everything that I literally have on my Jeep, outside of some mistakes I made in my initial, like maybe choosings or whatever, or pairings, they were, it was what I wanted. It was my yeah. first choice picks. Yeah. And that's, that's, that makes, that makes a big difference for yeah. sure. So anyways, yeah. um, yeah, like, you know, if you guys ever ask us like kind of why we got what we got, you're going to get a good answer. You're going to get the answer of an like, honest answer, an honest answer, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have patches available. Go to rickfordirt.com. That's a dope patch. Well yeah, done, right? boys. Well so done. So far, so good. It's like when we were leaving Luke's house and I realized part of my timing belt had ripped off and <laughs> it came off. Frank's like, are we good? I'm like, so far, so good. You know, like it's still running. <laughs> it's just, it's who we are, man. We're still running. It's just who we are. So we'll see if we get down the mountain and back home, but I've got a new timing belt at home. On the next episode of yeah. Rick for Dirt. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> also, don't forget gear forward. They're always... Um, looking to support such a cool program yeah looking to support young campers and overlanders what's and, that um gear forward takes donations of used and new gear oh. so that they can help camping uh, gear yeah you know boy scouts girl scouts underprivileged children experience inner city kids oh, yeah. this city is kids, awesome experience yeah. and explore the outdoors yeah frank found him and it's like he's like would you mind if we got involved with these guys i'm like hell yeah dude let's do let's this do it. So i've got like exactly. four og tents i can there you go there you go past yeah. yep yeah. so so that and you know i mean other than that we're having a blast doing, Dude, this doing has been thing. a great episode thank you and like for luke you mentioned byron's thing like it's the protector nation symposium that you were part of yeah yeah so where can people find out some information that you want to pass on um i, I i'm i'm not cool <laughs> i sure. don't have a website or sure. uh anything like we that. covered that yeah but You're just um, a cool guy who's not you know cool. guy guys guys to look at you know if, if for some of you that are getting involved in different maybe some of these different sports uh for archery john dudley knock on for spearfishing cameron kurt connell just done uh for spearfishing gear spear america there are some guys who have supported me uh in the shooting side of things um if you want to learn how to shoot a firearm um if a guy is sitting there telling you what he's done it's probably not the guy for you um i would say seek out competition if you can, competition always breeds, you know, uh, it makes you much better, much quicker. Proficient, yeah. And uh, I would look for an instructor who does that as well. So cool. I don't really give names outside of, uh, you know, guys like Mike Pannone. Anybody involved with uh, the, the Protector Symposium, um, I encourage everybody who's just looking to become, you know, a more capable human being to look up Byron Rogers. And it's a B-Y-R-O-N. <clears throat> R-O-D-G-E-R-S uh, he's a very attractive uh, black man and he's a really good uh, <laughs> an extremely good human being he's one of my best he's friends he's a good looking dude that's awesome yeah. and uh, you know he has executive protection lifestyle group but from that he's kind of taken that into a new thing called Protector Nation which uh, he's launching now and um, is that going to be protectornation.com is that yeah, yeah. and nice. he has a he has a podcast executive protection lifestyle training group uh, podcast that's amazing and a protector nation podcast as well but um the uh, and then of course my boy mike pannone yep. you know if you, if you're looking for a higher level of firearms training uh i can't say enough good things about him 
But uh, and then you know, awesome. Surefire five eleven. <laughs> Those are my sponsors <laughs> primarily. Duke Defense <laughs> for shooting in the shooting world, even though they don't get really anything from me. But you know, the the people who listen to me listen to me, and they'll you know there's a reason like I said there's a reason for like everything I have and everything I do and I can explain that and a lot of people take that to heart that I have relationships with so it's it, it uh it's a good thing I'm very blessed and very lucky but yeah no cool Instagram or nothing like that guys sorry no worries Thanks, uh, brother. I'm, a Thanks, pri- I'm a private person private life but you guys can follow me yeah dude thank you <laughs> yeah you. thank you so much for just bringing us out I'm, I'm looking forward to throwing some light out right now and sharing a slice of your life yep yeah, let's, let's do, do this. All right, I'm Frank, got Trucky McTruck Face. I'm Ali, I keep the Jeep. I'm Luke at Absolutely Nothing. Talk to My you later. Take care, guys. <laughs> That's right. Happy yeah. birthday, buddy. Bye.